Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can see my soul this morning. Lord, my heart is glad to come into your presence this morning. We are blessed and edified to come into your presence again this morning. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for bringing us again into your presence. Thank you for the grace to come. Thank you for the blood that paves our way. Thank you, Lord, for your name that is a covering over us again this morning. Receive all our thanks and praises. Father, we declare this morning that you are the all-sufficient one. You are El Shaddai, O God. We declare, Lord, that you are the, the Lord, our righteousness. Father, thank you, Lord God, for making us righteous in Christ Jesus. Thank you because in your name we can cry out, Abba, Father, this morning. In your name we can bless and magnify you. Be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles, we ask for wisdom again. We ask for that you will grant us understanding in your word. We ask, Lord, that you will help us learn in your presence again today. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in. To devotion this morning, I am Murphy Ayenike. We continue our studies of the epistles. Basically, we are taking the introduction and the closing of each of the epistles, and the epistles are simply letters that were sent by the apostles, you know, to individuals, to churches to entire region okay we are reading them and learning from them a big thank you to everyone joining in again this morning yesterday we completed the book of philippians so today we will be taking on the book of colossians all the books we've read so far yes were all written by paul colossians is also written by paul but did you know that by the time Paul writes the Christians, the believers in Colossae, he had actually never seen them or had not visited them before? You know, did you know that this letter was first Paul's first interaction with this church? Okay, so unlike all his other letters, that Paul is writing to people that he is relatively used to, okay, um, or he's addressing something that he knows about them. Colossae, Colossians is much, much different. Of course, 
Colossae was a, a cosmopolitan city of that time. And what Paul had to address in this letter, Epaphroditus or Epaphras was the one who had requested that Paul, you know, write on his behalf, okay, use Paul's influence to address the Gnosticism, um, the teaching in during this period that said that Jesus was not God and Jesus was not man, okay? It was not really God and it was not really man. You couldn't call him God. He was just one of the gods, okay? And at the same time, it is unfair to say that he is a man because he is not a man. Look at the things that he did, okay? So, one very strange teaching, Gnosticism, and I think, was it when we read the book of Revelations, you know, we actually took a bit of study and in-depth dive into the teachings of Gnosticism, okay? Eventually, you will come to the point where you will say that the spirit is divine and that it cannot be corrupted, you would then say that the flesh is evil, it is nothing, okay? And so, um, what this teaching would then lead you to is to say that we can actually not really, we can actually not, not in quote, corrupt the spirit. What we need to punish is punish the flesh, okay? If we do that, the spirit will be saved. And so you will get into legalism. You will, of course, you get into naturally, you will get into some form of legalism and many errors that flowed from Gnosticism. So these were part of what Paul was addressing as he writes to this church. Okay, I thought I should just give us that background, okay? Um, of what was really going on. You will notice that Colossians looks a lot like Ephesians. So yes, scholars agree that they were written at about the same time. And naturally, the book of Colossians was influenced by what Paul had written, in, uh, written to the Ephesians. And the message is simple. Christ is supreme. Okay, Christ Jesus is God, 100% God and 100% man. Okay, he was a man who walked this world. If he was not a man, then he would not have qualified to die for men. Okay, his atonement would not cover for our sins because he could not really be our high priest. Our high priest had to be somebody who could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, who was tempted. Don't say that he was playing pretend with the devil when the devil, you know, tempted him to turn stone to bread. He wasn't playing pretend. He was a man. He could be tempted, yet he did not sin. Okay? And so he could be our example. And, and then could represent us, could be 
our high priest okay so jesus was man and jesus was also unrepresented god please start your bibles this morning let's read the book of colossians together we'll read as always we read the introduction this letter is from paul chosen by the will of god to be an apostle of christ jesus and from our brother timothy we are writing to god's holy people in the city of Colossae who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. Naturally, that's Paul's signature. But you can also see that the way Paul is writing, this letter is not meant for one individual. It would have actually, it would have likely been taken around Colossae, around the churches, anywhere, where believers are believers met. Verse 3 says, We always pray for you and we give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith. We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. We have heard it was Epaphroditus or Epaphras who told them they had heard. Paul said, We have heard about your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which comes your love as in your love and your for for all of God's people and your faith in Christ Jesus, it is which comes from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. Eh? This way you live is as a result of this confident hope that you have of what has been reserved for you in heaven you have had this expectation ever since you first had the truth the truth of the good news verse 6 this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world so naturally of course Paul is writing to different places to the Ephesians to the Philippians and then to people like Philemon and the rest of them about the same time when he was in prison it says this same this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world it is bearing fruits everywhere by changing lives this gospel eh this message this good news it is bearing fruit everywhere how by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth, the truth about God's wonderful grace. Seven, you learned about the good news from Epaphras. So the one who had met these people, this church, was Epaphras. Most likely, maybe established it or had preached there before, he said, you learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is, a, he is Christ's faithful servant and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Actually, it's the same prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 16 down to the end of 
that chapter one okay that god will he says we ask god to give you complete knowledge complete knowledge of his will and then god will give you spiritual wisdom and understanding i pray the same prayer for everyone listening in this morning god my god we give you complete knowledge of his will you will know the perfect will of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this morning that God will flood your heart. God will flood your eyes with spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yes, when you read your Bible, you will comprehend it. You will know God for yourself. That's my prayer for you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says that when God answers that prayer, when God gives you complete knowledge of his will, when God fills you with spiritual wisdom and understanding, Paul says in verse 10, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. The way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruits all the while you will grow up as you learn to know God better and better. You see that? So, we are going to pray that prayer when we are closing. Lord, give us spiritual wisdom and understanding. Flood our eyes with spiritual wisdom and understanding. We pray this morning, give us complete knowledge of your will. When that happens, three things, Paul says, three things will happen to you. When God answers that prayer, the way you live will always honor, honor and please the Lord. Yes, I pray that God will answer that prayer for you in the mighty name of Jesus. He says that your life will produce every kind of good fruit, every kind of good fruit. And while that is happening, he said, all the while, you will grow you will grow as you learn you learn to know god better and and better that is your testimony in the night mighty name of jesus verse 11 another prayer we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power you will be strengthened with all his glorious power not only that god will give you complete knowledge of his will and god will give you spiritual wisdom and understanding paul also prays for this Colos this church in Colossae. he says that you will be strengthened with he says we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need may you be filled with joy hallelujah what wonderful prayer may you be filled with joy always thanking the father he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who lives in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Now, let's look at some of the message, okay, the focus. Like I said, what what Paul is tackling in this church is Gnosticism. Okay, this strange teaching about you know about Jesus Christ. So, verse 15, Paul says that Christ is the visible image 
of the invincible God. Christ Jesus, the one who walked in the flesh that majority of them probably knew, some maybe saw died on the cross, is the visible image, the physical image that you can see, the visible image of the invincible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Christ is supreme over all of God's, all of God's creation. He says, for through him, God created everything. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authority in the unseen world, in the unseen world, every one of them was created in Christ. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Christ holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church. He doesn't just hold all of creation together. Paul says that Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is the first in everything. Hallelujah. Wow. Since for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. God was pleased to live in Christ. When we were looking at Christ, we were looking at God. He says, and through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. God made peace, peace with the whole of creation, made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. He says this includes you who were, and that's the major teaching, okay, that Paul is trying to pass down to this church to counter Gnosticism. He says this includes you who were once far away from God, you were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death, the death of Christ in his physical body. Okay? His death in his physical It was important to emphasize some of these things. Christ was not just spirit, okay, floating about somewhere. Some people, if you accept some of those spiritism teachings, I'm telling you, you will see the errors that you will get yourself into. He says, look, listen, yet, he says, um, um, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firm in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you had the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. 
Hallelujah. All right. So that is the main theme of the book of Colossians. And that is Paul's focus writing to this church. Christ is supreme. Uh, he is supreme over all of creation. He is the head over all of creation. He is the first over all of creation. And by means of his death, Christ has reconciled all of creation, everything in heaven and on earth. Uh, through his physical death on that cross, Christ reconciled us back to the Father. Okay? So, very important that we hold on to that teaching. Hold on to that teaching. If not, you can easily drift into Gnosticism. Now, let's round up. Please go to Colossians chapter 4. Paul tells this church, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. So, like I said, Paul was still in prison when he wrote this letter. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Uh, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations, your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Okay? So just focus on prayer. Pray for us. Pray for yourselves. Just pray. And God will answer those prayers. God will answer our prayer as we pray this morning. Hallelujah. Verse 7, he says, Tychicus will give you a full report about how I am getting along. Okay? So Tychicus is the one who takes this letter, okay, to the Colossians. He says, he is a beloved brother and faithful helper who serves with me in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. I am also sending Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, one of your own people. He and Tychicus will tell you everything that's happening here. Aristarchus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greetings. It doesn't mean that these guys were like bound in prison. Paul was allowed to have and receive visitors, right? Uh -huh. So some of them chose to live with Paul in the prison. Aristarchus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greetings. And so does Mark, Barnabas', Barnabas cousin. As you were instructed before, make Mark welcome if he comes your way. So that means that at this point, most likely Paul and Barnabas were already reconciled. Okay, because Mark was the reason why they actually separated. And at this point, Mark was now working with Paul. He says, Listen, send his Aristarchus sends you his greetings so does mark it means that mark was with paul okay now 11 says jesus jesus the one we call justus also sends his greetings these are the only jewish believers among my co-workers they are working with me here for the kingdom of god and what a comfort they have been they have been a comfort to paul epaphras a member of your own fellowship and servant of christ jesus sends you his greetings he always prays earnestly for you 
asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. I can assure you that he prays hard for you and also for the believers in Laodicea and Erapolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, so like I said, Paul and Luke had a very close, close friendship. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greetings and so does Demas. Okay, at this point, Paul and Demas are not uh, separated. Please give my greetings to our, our brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church that meets in our house. Okay, so Nympha was a woman. After you have read this letter, pass it on to the church at Laodicea so they can read it too. And you should read the letter I wrote to them. So there's a letter that Paul wrote to the Laodiceans. We don't have, that is not part of our Bible, okay? And say to Archippus, verse 17, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. Amen. I pray this morning God's grace will be with you in the mighty name of Jesus. I feel I should say to somebody this morning, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord has given you. Be sure to carry it out in Jesus' name. Alright, so we have been blessed by Colossians. Please again, don't forget the theme, the focus of the this letter to the Colossians church. It is that Christ Jesus is supreme over all of creation. It is that the death is death on the cross is the propitiation, the payment, the atonement for our sins. His death on the cross reconciles us back to the Father. His death on the cross. Okay? So, we accept this morning that Christ Jesus, Jesus died on our behalf. Will you declare it with me? Yes, I accept this morning that Jesus died for me and that his death reconciles me back to the Father in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray those prayers in Ephesians chapter 1 once again. Father, Lord, give us a complete a 360 degrees understanding of who you are. We pray this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask Father this morning that Lord you will cause us to have a complete knowledge of you of your will and you will give us spiritual wisdom and understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. We also pray that you will strengthen us with your glorious power. Lord we will live for you in the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.